Hi, I'm Anne, and I'm an Erper. And I'm Casey. I have no idea what an Erper is, but I want in. Join us on Why Not, a Winona Earp fangirl podcast as I introduce Casey to my favorite show and find out if she has what it takes to be an Erper. What is happening? Do you see me? Yeah, now I do. Okay. It said I was unstable and I was like, back off. <laughs> you don't know my life. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you calling unstable, Bianch? Oh, you meant my internet is unstable. <laughs> I thought you were I'm bashing sorry. me. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. I'm so sorry. So, so sorry. Uh, hi, and welcome back to Why Not a Winona Earp Fangirl Podcast. Hey, hi. Casey. Hey. I just realized I don't have any of the information. Oh, for fuck's sake. Sorry. Um, you can do it. Okay. Well, we are on episode 31 covering um, If We Make It Through December, written by Emily Andrus and Matt Doyle, directed by Paolo Barsman. And it aired on August 24th, 2018. How are you feeling? I'm feeling fine. How are you? I'm kind of loaded. <laughs> For real? Yeah. I poured the rest into a giant... <laughs> I'm sipping it. It's a sip and drink. Um, but I made fancy square it. ice cubes. It tastes really good. And I'm thinking to myself, this is easily some a shot that I could bring to to work. <laughs> no, the, not the to market. Work. To like when we go up north or whatever. You like it that much? It's tasty. So anyway, so you're gonna drink this banana liqueur cocktail all the time now? Yeah, it's really good. I may have added too much rum chata. I don't know, but it was good. It was tasty. So here's the thing. You know you're my bestie, and I even kind of love you. But we have got to figure out this shot system because (laughs) we cannot take 11 shots per episode. I know we can't, but it's And why am I still sipping? I was just going to say, but I still have mine too. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. It's not horrible. Tasty. It's tasty. Put the drinks (laughs) out. You're like, let me just gargle. I don't even like it that much. I think it's the oat milk part that I'm really enjoying. Oh, I was going to say, I will put my vegan rum chata oat milk recipe in the show notes. That's not what that only is, though. You you put the banana liqueur and stuff in it, didn't you? I'm not just drinking oat milk. I it's. It's the same recipe, but instead of buying the rum chata, because mm-hmm. Google said it wasn't vegan, I oh, made an time. oat milk. I made an oat milk alternative, but I mm. added the rum into it. I got the vegan rum chata. I don't know. It's just because I'm extra like that. You didn't. And then I just had a big old steak for dinner that I grilled out <laughs> on the grill. <laughs> You're the worst. It is delicious. Go watch Cowspiracy. Maybe you'll think differently. Nope. And then watch <laughs> Seaspiracy. And then you'll really feel horrible. Won't watch them. Then I'll be fine. Oh my God, we're breaking up. Anyway, 
So we are at the homestead and the opening scene, it's so fun and it's festive and music Mm -hmm. is playing and the homestead is all decked out in Christmas lights. Mm -hmm. It looks so cute and so peaceful. Mm -hmm. Um, And Winona's in a coffee cup footed onesie and she slides out down the hallway like a little kid and she's like, who's up for some rum and eggnog? Hold the nog. And then we see Mama, and she's decorating a Christmas tree. And then we see Doc dragging a Christmas tree through the forest. Um, and then we have a little vignette of Hot in an elf costume, and Waverly's, you know, poking fun at her embarrassing outfit. And then Doc bursts through the door with a Christmas tree, and Mama's like, "Wait, hold up, we already got a tree." And he says, "But the season calls for the real thing." And she's like, we just banished a demon from this house. And the last thing we need is mites, which I never even thought of mites living in a tree. Do you bring a real tree in your house? I did like maybe three times. Yeah, me too. But now we're all plastic all day. I mean, it's just as bad for the environment, but it lasts longer. I don't like the idea of cutting down a tree every year for like three weeks. Well, I mean, they they grow them specifically to be cut down. We're not going to still. Um, and it's a mess. It's and a mess. That's the biggest thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm afraid the dogs are going to choke on the pine needles. Yeah. It's a whole thing. It's a fire hazard. They're dry. What about like- ticks? You hear about people getting ticks in their house because of them? Mm-hmm. It's true. Listen, you don't have to, you don't have to sell me on it. I'm not going to get a real tree. Okay. I'm already sold on, I would get a bamboo tree if I could. Just well, you have a plastic tree already. Actually, I had I recycled it. I have to get a new one this year. Don't let me forget before that. Christmas comes. How many months do I have? Shit, I already forgot that I got rid of the tree. <laughs> go to Goodwill and get one. You know, seriously, uh, Christmas is going to come, and I'm going to go to get it out of the garage, and then I'm going to be like, I forgot, fuck. I don't have a tree, and then they're going to be nine hundred dollars because it's going to be Christmas season. I need to get yeah. one now while they're cheap. Mm-hmm. Hey Google, order me a Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> shit if she puts one in the cart i'll figure out yeah <laughs> nine hundred dollars later <laughs> look at your face what is she saying what's he doing he said oh, fuck there's a christmas tree google put that christmas tree right on in there buddy i don't know what's happening now <laughs> google go away google stop okay um where go, was keep i going, keep going going google keep going <laughs> I can't hear you. I have my headphones on. Um, anyway, so sh- I didn't know about mites. And um, I th- and she's kind of short with Doc. Didn't you yeah, feel she like is. she was kind of snippy with him? Mm-hmm. And I think maybe she's still harboring some feelings about him having a secret wife. Um, and Doc looks a little sad, like she just kind of rained on his parade a little bit. Yeah. And Nicole comes out and she says she's ready to get her Kringle on. And she's bummed that she's always the elf. She wants to be the Santa. And I don't know. She and Waverly are just so freaking cute together in that scene. Adorbs. And then um, we see Wynona and she's decorating the tree and she goes to put an angel on the top. And she says, well, that's not canon. And she goes to repl- uh, put the uh, the angel up, and it's the menstrual an- menstrual angel. I didn't notice it at first, did you? I knew it was, so I don't know oh. if I noticed it the first first, first time, time or the nine hundredth yeah. time. Um, and Mama puts the kibosh on that, and she's like, uh, "That's no angel." And when I was like, "We used to always use this ever since." Well, 
you left. And then mama pulls the old guilt trip and she's like, can I please just give you two the Christmas that I always wanted? And I felt for mama. I was like, can we please just have a goddamn Christmas, right? (laughs) Just one goddamn year. Can we have a goddamn good Christmas? It's always so beautiful on Pinterest. Listen, for a family to pull off one of those Pinterest Christmas, it's a feat. Have you attempted? I've not even attempted. Oh, I've given up. Long given up. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I tried like the first three years and I was like, screw that nonsense. Yeah. Uh Yeah. I don't know how my mom did it. Um, and, uh, but yeah, so my new, uh, my new motto is just like zero expectations. Cause then I'll be pleasantly <laughs> surprised if something good actually comes 100%. out of anything. I am, you and I are on the exact same page and zero expectations. That's what I tell Tracy all the time. When we go somewhere, zero expectations, none, zero zip zilch. And Nothing. then when something goes well, oh, yay! Fun. everything went well. Right. How nice. You can't be disappointed if you have zero expectations. And then Mama opens a beer with a built-in bottle opener on her holiday sweater. Genius. How did I miss that? Yeah, she's like, it's like it's a built-in, it's hanging. Yeah, it's built-in right into the sweater. Son of a. I know. It's pretty awesome. And then we hear a ding and Mama says, my yams need to be smashed. And by the looks of it, so do you. And she tells Winona that she should go chase down Doc. And Winona says, I don't need to get laid. And then we hear all kinds of hot moaning from upstairs. (laughs) (laughs) And Winona puts on earmuffs. No, no, never mind. And, um, that's when we find out that Hot's very good in bed because Winona's house is very thin walls. Oh, ill. So then next we're at the um, tree sale in Purgatory. It's benefiting the Purgatory fire. And there's a firefighter ringing his bell. Behind him is Nedley, dressed as Santa, explaining to a kiddo that Santa's knees are a little fragile and there isn't going to be any lap sitting. Poor Nedley. God, my heart just goes out to him. And um, he says, but, you know, you can still tell me what you want sitting there. And the girl's kind of a miffed and she kind of takes off. And then two older kids come up, like like preteen kids come up. And when Nedley asks what one of the kids wants under this tree, he says, Selena Gomez. (laughs) Classic. And the other boy just kind of stares off and he's like, Santa? Santa waits. And then all of a sudden he takes off. And, um... You can see Nedley's completely over the whole Santa shit. And he like takes off his hat and his beard and everything right there. He's out of Santa mode. He doesn't care anymore about it. And the first kid who we now know is named Tim is walking through the the tree lot looking for Santa. And his friend is now trying to find him. And it's kind of like this weird maze. It's kind of like this corn maze. It's really creepy. And Nedley, yeah. And Nedley goes in as well. And then um, Tim is like going around trying to find the Santa and he sees a bell on the ground and he picks it up and he looks up and he goes, Santa? And it's fucking Bolshar. And all we see is, all we hear is screaming. And and then Nedley is there and he's just kind of like frozen in his spot, like horrified. He can't do anything. And you just keep hearing the screaming kid. Oh, God. Yeah, he shook. He is shook. Shook. Mm-hmm. What if there was a Christmas tree corn maze? 
That'd be terrifying. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> or there's just like corn mazes. That's terrifying enough. I know, I but not during Christmas. Yes, horrifying. Oh, that sounds horrifying. Oh, yeah, God. I went to one. It was like in a field, like, and it was at night, and then it, it led you into a haunted house, and you know no, how I love me no. a haunted house. Mm-mm. I just I- close my eyes and <laughs> shove my head into the person in front of me, and I run. I pay money to close my eyes and run through the whole thing, holding on to some <laughs> Did notes. we ever go to a haunted house together? I don't think so. And I had my camera with me that year, and I just kept making the flash go off so I could see where I was going. Really? Yeah, and then... Now I regret never going to a haunted house with you. I scream like a lunatic. I don't know why I do it to myself. Then we're back at the homestead. What? Nothing. Go ahead. Uh, Waverly gives Nicole a kiss as she heads on her way to do her elf business. And she's like, bye, cutie. And as Nicole is like, huffing out uh winona passes her and makes a joke and says are those your ears are you just happy to see me as she's bringing waverly a holiday mug of eggnog and i just love this like domestic family happiness this like normal that we're seeing with all of them just like Mm -hmm. no worries yeah just carefree Mm -hmm. just you know holiday in it up and winona's just seems so content and happy right she's just like we haven't seen her like that um Winona says there's rum in it because you're going to need it because as it turns out, she and Waverly go to have a chat about how crazy it is to have mama back. And then this is where we find out um, that Waverly was the one who actually made the menstrual angel. She didn't know they were tampons when she made it. <laughs> is that when you realized it was tampons when yeah, she said that? A, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Waverly is about to go try and convince Mama to put the tampon angel back up. She's like, yeah, I can get Mama to, you know, use this one. Winona's like, wait a minute. There's something else I want to talk to you about. And it's your father. But and- I like, just to go back for a second, I like how Winona goes, like, she puts a kibosh on it and says, you know, Mama's not into it or whatever. And she says she's not a fan of our blessedly absorbent friend. <laughs> Which I actually wanted one for my Christmas tree this year. And I was so disappointed in Erper's because I could not find one on Etsy. I thought of all the things I would be able to find on Etsy, I would be able to find one. Well, we should make one. We should have a craft hour this year. We should. Thank you. That's it has to be like, obviously, like, well, I don't know. Some We, we, we can tell everybody what products to get. Okay. What they need to be prepared with. I thought you were just going to grab a pen and write this down. <laughs> Instead, you're grabbing your drink. Record it. <laughs> I can go back to oh, the yeah, show notes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we could do It'd be like you're going to need an 18 pack of OB tampons. You're going to need 18. Lord God. I don't I think don't... there are but five on there. Really? I don't know. Maybe, and what know. do you think it is? Like one of those cone, those cardboard cones for the body? We can figure it out. We'll put it, we'll pause it. Yeah, we will. Write that down. <laughs> We're on it. Anyway, so never mind. You don't have to step up your craft game because we're on it now. Forget it's my retirement plan. It's going to churn out menstrual angels. <laughs> my spare time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm for sure guessing that that's going to go swimmingly. <laughs> uh, uh, so anyway, and then we see Waverly busting into the kitchen where Mama is, and she's all panicky, Waverly. 
that we've seen so many times before and she's hyperventilating and she's like, oh my God, oh my God, my dad's an angel. How can that even be? And on and on and on. And mama's just like in there fist in a turkey and is more concerned about her can of cranberry sauce. Um, and then this is when Waverly's like, uh, did you just slaughter a wild turkey? Yeah. <laughs> like we didn't have a turkey and you didn't go to the store. Where the frick did that turkey come from and then she She's says uh, yeah turkey. like i'm gonna feed my girl store-bought and then um now we have this calmness right this is like actually the perfect time for the family to sit down and talk about some shit and mama's like me i need to talk about this right now no. okay i don't let's go back to this mm-hmm. we talk about this we've been talking about this for quite a few episodes now like the untimely opportunities that people have to talk about things in this family mm-hmm. I don't know about you but this is me talking about something I need to talk about um listen Tracy I need to talk to you about something it's not just like this blurting out like in the middle of making dinner type of a thing it's like this I have to be very conscious of what we are going to, we're going to sit down and we're going to talk about something now is that how you are or are you just like let's talk about and I'm not talking about like let's talk about like what we're going to get from Target later on I'm talking about like heavy duty stuff it seems like the herps are just really into talking about super heavy duty stuff whenever well, but I think this is a good time to talk about it. Like, they're just, like, cooking dinner. It's a perfect time to just talk about things. Okay. I mean, and then as Wynonna says, what better time of the year to tell her about it than JC's birthday? And Mama agrees and tells him to pull up a chair. Okay. Yeah. All right. I can. I'm there. All right. Right. I'm- I mean, at least they're not fighting a supernatural demon. Yes. Okay. True. At least they're not in the greenhouse in the middle of all the bullshit and, you know, all this stuff is happening and stuff like they're in the house. They're all together. She, they can all sit down. Okay. I'm here. Yeah, I'm, they I'm got sure. time to kill because they got to cook this turkey. Okay. All right. I'm there. Take hours. Mm-hmm. So they pull up a chair <laughs> and actually this part's kind of cute because, um, so like Winona plops down and then Waverly does like this, like she almost misses the chair. Right. Mm-hmm. And people have speculated, like, there's this thing that goes around on Twitter that Waverly's clumsy oh, and no. how much of it is Waverly and how much of it is Dom being clumsy. Oh. There's this whole, like, reel to music of just her, like, stumbling and tripping. I think it's to that song. You got me tripping, stumbling. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And it's all these clips. Funny. And that's in there. But I've seen the scripts and it's actually mm-hmm. written in that she... Oh, Mrs. I thought it a coincided bit. with. Um, I thought it coincided with with Mama like chopping the head off the turkey, and she's like at the same time she chopped the head off the turkey. Waverly's like, ooh, yeah, like startled. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so then we flash back to the Gibson greenhouse in earlier days, and Mama goes on to say that they were in love, and his name was Julian. He was everything that Ward wasn't. He was kind and honest and sober, until he left without saying goodbye. And she doesn't regret the affair because nine months later, she got Waverly, her miracle baby. And um, she's telling Waverly, who's, you know, got like tears in her eyes. You were born out of love, sweetie. And then Winona blurts out the kind of love that ditches a pregnant woman. Oh, yikes. She's not wrong. Uh, No. And then Waverly asks if she ever tried to find him. 
And I was like, yeah, well, I kind of had my hands full with a demon that was trying to kill you. Um, and Waverly goes on to say that she doesn't really feel like an angel. And oh, you feel like an angel. I mean, what do you, how do you even know what an angel feels like? And she polishes her halo. <laughs> I don't know. She seems pretty angelic. I and, know. That's what I'm saying. I know. She's like the nicest one there, right? Yeah. Everyone loves her. And then, um, Winona says, well, I guess Bobo could have been lying. And then Mama's ears perk up and she's like, Bobo Del Rey, that son of a bitch still around. So Mama knows Bobo. And it turns out he was there the night Waverly was born. Where wasn't this guy? He's all up in the hot goss. He's like Constance Clutie getting all up in everybody's biscuits. He's like, he's he was back in the day he was there like he's everywhere what's, what's he's his mo everywhere. what's up with him and then winona gets a text about the missing kid and she says she gotta go and then mama shows like actual mama-ness and it's like on christmas we'll go bring them home honey right mm-hmm. and then Waverly tries to push mama to tell her more and mama just wants to enjoy the evening with her family and eat some turkey Waverly's mm-hmm. like I'm vegan. Mama says, you're already a lesbian. Speaking of which, is Nicole going to join us? So hard. Like, oh, you're vegan too? Jesus. Could you not push it anymore? You're already a freaking lesbian. You're lesbian. an angel, a vegan, and a lesbian. Uh, lesbian. Uh, the trifecta here? What's going on? <laughs> and then Waverly says, yes, maybe we can invite dad too. Got his number. Waverly Earp, you sweet little lesbian. So silly. Mm-hmm. And Mama's not enjoying this joke, but she says, if you know where Bobo is, maybe you can ask him, which is weird that she would like. She knows he's an asshole, but she's encouraging her daughter to go ask him. Yeah, that, I found that really weird. Maybe too. she just doesn't know how dangerous he is now. Maybe. He seemed pretty dangerous then. He did. Mm-hmm. So now we're at the lab and Doc um, brings that same tree over that he's been dragging around all, t- all through town and it doesn't have any needles left <laughs> on the poor little tree. It's all just void of needles and just a bunch of naked branches. And Jeremy sees it and denies it. He's like, oh, no, I have allergies. And he's just the kind of guy that would have allergies, like against anything nature. <laughs> that was so cute. And, um, He's not feeling really festive, and Doc wonders if that's why he actually shaved the mustache, is because he's just not feeling himself. And and Doc and Jeremy, they hop up on this table, and they sit next to one another, and they have the cutest conversation. I cannot even stand it. Doc mentions to Jeremy that he just needs to find a handsome gentleman. And Jeremy's like, no, this has nothing to do with dudes. Not at all. And Doc tries to talk him into it. But Jeremy says that he doesn't have a line of women lined up like uh, Doc does. And I think he like, this is where he said he um, says it's kind of like a lineup of a line outside of Best Buy on Black Friday. People just lined up for Doc. And Doc's like doesn't get it at all. And she's like, and he goes, um, you know, like Rosita, Kate the Vampire, Winona freaking Herb. Um, but Jeremy goes on to say that he got ghosted and never got a call back from Robin. He thinks he got ghosted. Pfft, but he didn't. He got grabbed by a murder. Don't don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. Okay. So, <laughs> gives him some advice that Jeremy needs to be direct and just 
tell him what, you know, he wants, ask him what he wants. And Doc puts then his hand down on Jeremy's knee and um, Jeremy sets his hand on top of it. And Doc kind of smiles and kind of replaces Jeremy's hand next on his own knee. It was also adorable and like fatherly and best friendy kind of like this thing where you never would think that Doc would be the one who would be next to Jeremy telling him to go find a, you know, a gentleman. Like it's like a very bro moment. Yeah. It was just, I just loved it so much. Um, So Doc leaves, he leaves with a gross tree and just, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> goes like the opposite Sad way tree. out of the door and it's yeah it's just, <laughs> it goes everywhere and um so jeremy decides to try robin's phone again and he's like yeah i'm just gonna be i'm just gonna be direct and he he dials robin's phone again and we see it ringing in a pile of other cell phones in some kind of creepy torture place oh, yeah and we see Bolshar asking Timothy's family's name, which is Lake. Hold on, yo. What? Did you what? see what Jeremy's, what the phone said, what Robin's phone said? When no. What did he have him down as? You didn't see? Oh, I paused it. It said Jeremy, cute murder tree. No. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so cute. So cute. Do you have people in your phone like that? Like you have the first name and then like some rando like last name, like how you remember them or something? I have you, Casey Baby Erper, and someone on Twitter yesterday asked if, um, (laughs) because I shared the tweet about the text message I sent you saying (laughs) I swallowed my temporary crown. And then you... (laughs) You replied, oh, no, was it vegan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which got it. I was laughing. Funny. I have some way funnier. <laughs> I was like, get yourself no. a friend who says this. <laughs> I was laughing. You're like, oh, no, is it vegan? <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, they commented saying, when is she going to move up from baby Erper to like junior Erper or something <gasps> else? And I was like, you're yeah. right. I should change her in my phone. But so I'm just, I'm just going to put you as Erper now, but you've been Casey baby Erper. What do you have me as just Anne? I'm, <laughs> I'm so offended now. What's it? I mean, I could put a lot of different things, I suppose, but no, I just have you as Anne. Great. God bless um, Anne. That's what I put. <laughs> wholesome, Casey. Um, so, la 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 la. So yeah. So he's asking. Um, Bolshar's asking Timothy's family's name, which is McBlake, and then he says, "Oh, you've made the naughty list." And oh, then he's God. put in a cage with Robin. So with now Robin, Rob. Well, we figured it out because we saw that Robin's phone was in that pile, but then we actually right. see that he's in a creepy cage. With For Timothy. some reason, I didn't, I didn't realize that that was Robin. At first, I didn't. Really? No, it didn't look like him. But then, obviously, I caught on. But um if so i drink both- this whole thing make me stop soon i don't know why no, I keep drinking. go what like i'm gonna make you stop give me a break do you know me <laughs> i'm rooting for you do it finish it wholesome oh yeah that's right i'm gonna not i'm gonna tell you that maybe you shouldn't drink it drink it 
It's fine. It's fine. Just drink. I am fine. <laughs> so we're back at the Christmas tree lot, and um, there's Hot still in full elf costume, keeping those ears on. Those got those those have to be glued on or something like that because those bad boys fall off real fast. And she's trying to contain the the crowds. Here's she's a doing a good of, job. She's doing like serious policing. Here's an issue that I have. Uh-oh. It was daytime. Mm-hmm. So they, it was nighttime when they the kid went missing because the lights were on in the Christmas tree lot. It was like, it was evening. And now all of a sudden it's daytime? They, that much time went by? Was it nighttime or was it just nighttime in the Christmas tree part? I'd have what to- are you talking about? No. Listen. It was nighttime. It was nighttime when they were at the Christmas lot and the kids were sitting on Nedley's lap. All of the, remember the strings of lights were illuminated? Okay. It's not like it got dark in the lot. It was dark. Okay. I just don't remember. So I couldn't say for sure. You're positive. I'm I'm pulling it up right now. Because it... (laughs) I knew you would. <laughs> you know, trust nothing. <laughs> yeah, I know you don't trust anything. So the so I was like, what is it? Day? Is it night? Whatever. I don't get what's happening. But at this scene, it's daytime, and um, Natalie is sitting in in his chair still, still with the coat on. Oh the yeah, coat. it is nighttime. Nighttime. Thank you. What? Or is it, or is it really early in the morning? What? No. What are you talking about? When the kids were there sitting on Santa's lap, they wouldn't be there at two in the morning sitting on Santa's lap. Okay, you're right. It was nighttime. Thank you. So maybe, yeah, maybe this has just gone on into the evening, and she's like, she's diehard. She's doing cop stuff. Well, no, now it's morning. Now it's yeah. light. <clears throat> light. And um, so meanwhile, Nedley's sitting there like with this blank look on his face. And Winona comes into the tree lot and she tries to jab, you know, Nedley and he doesn't respond. He's like just totally out of it, just staring into oblivion. And Hat comes over to and grabs Winona and she explains that it's like bad. He's not dealing well because he was there when it all happened. Mm-hmm. And... um. Then she tells Winona, walk to the back of the lot and Charlie will fill you in on the rest. And just as Winona was thinking it, I thought it, who the fuck is Charlie? Exactly. Well, Charlie is kneeling down next to a bunch of blood in the snow and Winona walks up and um, he like just knows that Winona's there and he goes, we need to get the kid back. It's Christmas. And like, no fucking shit. You need to get the kid back no matter Whatever what. day of the year it is, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's more urgent. Because I mean, if this were Easter, no big deal. But it's yeah. Christmas. <laughs> if it was June 7th, then whatever. So um, Winona introduces himself, herself and Charlie introduces himself. And, and he says, Charlie, fire services. And she asks if that's his last name. And he doesn't answer. But okay, here we are. Charlie, fire services. Okay, what do we know about the, any fire service in purgatory? They're all the Illuminati birdie people. Charlie wasn't part of those Illuminati birdie people, was he? Because they're all... Ba- Would you stop doing that? 
doing? I just, Don't make fun of me. I'm not. I'm down with I'm, right when he said I'm fire service, I'm like, wait a second. Like, no, the fire guys know. are not good guys. Exactly. We know that all of the Illumina or all of the fire service people are all bad guys. Well, now Charlie is just a lone like soldier for the fire service and he's okay. Like, I don't understand it. So you think and it's he us? has a side business selling Christmas trees? I'm not getting it at all. So anyway, um, she says, is that your last name? And he doesn't answer red flag, but he totally has his eyes all over her, like undressing her with his eyes. Yeah. Charlie's so played by Sebastian Piggott. Okay. So he's going to stick around. He's going to stick around. That's the clue when she says his name. Mm-hmm. He says their name. So anyways, so, um, Winona says that there's way too much blood for a kid and it was staged to look like he's dead. It could be an animal's blood. Charlie says something about it being like a Sherlock story, a bunch of blood and it turns out to be from a dog. I'm not sure what the, why he said that. That seems like a really strange line to just like plop in there. So I'm wondering if there's some meaning behind it. Um, and Winona says that she's going to send it to her guy for testing and Charlie like questions it and goes on about like, oh, you have a guy and um, a team? And she's like, well, it's actually a posse. And then all of a sudden, a tree falls from the sky. And Charlie, like, saves Winona um, and pushes her out of the way. And they kind of are laying in the snow. And Charlie gets up and looks at the tree. And he's like, oh, this is, like, not a tree that's typically found in this area. And he just happens to know that from some books about trees or whatever in the firehouse. Um, but then he goes and gets Winona and he just doesn't like, they don't talk about that. He just wants to know more about the team. I don't trust him. I don't like him. He is somebody, I don't know who he is. If he's attached to Bullshar somehow, I don't know. Is he, I don't know who he is yet. I have my theories, but I'm not positive. So all I know is that I don't like him. Way to come in strong with some big feelings on Charlie. Well, for sure, for real. Like, where is he out? Where is he from? He's not from anywhere. What's his last name? What's his phone number? Does oh, he have you're any? Pulling a Are you s- seriously like? I would never. T- uh, where, where did you move from? What What brought you to purgatory? What? T- where did you go to fire school? Have time for these questions. They're looking at, but I was impressed with Winona's like detective work. All of a sudden, she like takes one look at it, and she's like, "Hmm, it's too much for a kid. This looks staged." Yeah, I mean, yeah, I get that. She it was impressive, but at the same time, but no, you have time to ask those questions. I do. You have time to ask those questions. I don't know. The end. I don't know, but they were flirting with each other. It was cute. That was cute. Anyway, then we're back at the mm-hmm. sheriff's office, and Winona and Charlie come in. And Jeremy's like, oh, you brought me coffee. And she's like, no, it's a blood sample in a coffee cup. And he's all snarky still. And he's like, let me just call my blood splatter analysist and Helen Mirren. And Doc says to excuse him because he's suffering from romantic disappointment. (laughs) And Winona's like, a kid's missing, Jeremy. And we don't talk about Helen Mirren in that tone. 
And um, she calls Waverly to check the last name McBlake. She's like, do you know anything about this? You know, can you look into it? And she doesn't even need to look into it because right away she's like, oh, yeah, McBlake. Um, that's a family yeah, name. Totally knows. Yeah, it's one of the names um, that the vampires were after. And she says, yeah, they've been around forever. They were originally prospectors. But Waverly's not with Mama like Winona thinks she is. She's mm-hmm. at the well to talk with Bobo. Mm-hmm. And then Winona hangs up, or yeah, she hangs up and she tells the gang that, yep, this kid's, you know, from the original family. So Bolshar's probably got him, which leaves Charlie questioning who Bolshar is. He's just like, what is happening? <laughs> and they explain it as, yeah. you know, he's just a guy who, and then Jeremy says, huge dick. And then he stumbles and he's like, oh, he he's a huge dick. I don't know about his size down there. And then Winona says he's probably an innie. Ew. <laughs> they go on to explain that he's a guy who's got a grudge against the town and those who've lived there for longer than a few weeks. And um, then Jeremy kind of gets excited because he's putting two, to two, two and two together. And he's like, wait, Robin's family's been here for a long time. So mm-hmm. he was probably just kidnapped um, mm-hmm. and I wasn't ghosted. <laughs> like, He's oh, all just up into his own situation. Silver lining, right. Um, and then Winona asks awkwardly, she asks Doc if if he knows anyone uh, who would know why Bolshar wants their origin families. And he's like, yeah, yeah, we can go speak to my wife. You, why don't you just lead with that? And then Charlie says, you guys are wild. And then he probably just is like, I wish I could forget I ever met these people. Like, no, he's probably these like I wonder how my master Bolshar is going to take this information. Oh. Because fucking Charlie can go drop kick. I don't know. He is something. Can you just tell me who he is? I can't tell you anything. I told you he's <sighs> Sebastian Piggott. Unfortunate last name. All right. So then we're at the well and Waverly pulls the tap away and Bobo's um, she, she like she what is that called she aims she aims the <laughs> the gun down the well at bobo and um he says oh you finally came mm-hmm. so then we're at not kate's house <laughs> and um not kate's house oh that's i didn't mean to read that that's the sign this is the scene i made at not kate's house well it's not her house it's she's at the mansion <laughs> um and so winona and doc go into um where kate is staying at the at the mansion at mercedes's 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 no, oh my god mercedes's oh mercedes's mercedes house mercedes house mercedes's house Anyway, so she is um, like all dressed to the nines, like all vampires. They always look good all the time, no matter what. And um, Kate, I thought they just wore cloaks. That's Dracula, dude. Have Doesn't you ever he a vampire? Them? They always look like to the. No, yeah, they right. always look great. But you need to watch Twilight. It's like the MLB. It's like you'll learn everything you need to know about vampires. We just watched. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> um, but anyways, so Winona says that she doesn't need an invitation in. And then Kate says, um, oh, Doc, too. He can enter whenever he wants. And Doc says that they're there, just they need some information. And Winona wants to know what um, Kate's instructions were when the, she was there and part of the, all the vampire 
posse. And um, she said that they were just told to separate the first families from the other residents and they, they couldn't kill any of them because Bolshar needed them. But she says she claims she didn't know why. And Winona's like, bullshit, you know, like, that's false. I don't believe you at all. But then she like awkwardly turns on a lamp. Did you notice that? I know. It was that like was so it was like Kate lit a candle and when I was like, well, I can make it bright in here too, or something. Oh, is that what it, what yeah. I didn't get it? I was like, That's the way I read it. Okay. Um, and then Doc is like, Oh, you know, go easy on her. She's a victim. And then uh Kate says something about how no, she's just the same as the day she met him. And Doc's like, not quite. And then Kate's like, dude, do you know how many times I tried to tell you I was a freaking vampire? Like all these, fl- all these times. And Doc's, Doc never caught on to any of those times. And he kind of blames the um, opium that they smoked or whatever. And um, Kate's like, yeah. And by the by, I never uh, had a picture taken of myself. And I had my friend stand in for this other picture that was needed. And um, then Doc questions why she left when he got sick. And she said that she couldn't see him sick. And uh, then she got word that he died. So she reunited with her undead family in Europe. And then um, she goes on to say how much she missed their bodies and passion and blah, blah, blah. And Winona's like, fuck this. I'm going to barf. I can't hear any of this. Gross. So um, Kate's like, oh, yeah, and I was a buddy of uh, your great-great-grandfather, Wyatt Earp, and I can help you if you need any help. And Winona's like, yeah, we're not going to, we're not into that. We're at our limit as far as our troop is concerned. So, um, and also uniforms left. Yeah, we don't have any name tags left. Sorry. And um, she's like, well, have fun squatting at my friend's house. That's not freaking cool. And she... Um, is about to leave and so as they're leaving Kate makes sure to mention that Doc forgot his knife the other night and Winona's like are you fucking kidding me and she leaves and Doc um, explains that you know oh don't worry about Winona she's gonna warm up to you and Kate's like I don't give a fuck if she warms up to me or not all I you know all I need is um is you that was a dick move, Kate. That was a total dick move. Total dick move. So when she was Probably explaining, when she was explaining that um, that's why she could never have her picture taken, and then why she had her pal Sally pose as the outlaw, big nosed Kate, mm-hmm. and then she shows the photo. It's the photo that we originally saw Waverly look Waverly, at yeah. in the beginning mm-hmm. of Shorties. Um, yep. So. And then she told Doc that the photo was that she did that just so the law couldn't identify her. I just want to make sure you caught that part. Yeah. Um, but also super sad. Like he's like, "Well, why did you leave?" And she's like, "I couldn't bear to see you like that." So she just left him. Yeah. And yet okay. you're like okay with this? Like, not that wasn't a good answer. No. Well, I know, but you can tell that they have a thing. Like, you can tell that there's something between them still. I'm not a fan. Okay. That's okay. And then we're at the well. And Waverly asks Bobo to tell her about the night she was born. And he says it was a happy day. And then we see Bobo's flashback from his perspective. And he says that he was on a dig 
So he's been doing this a long time. <laughs> he was digging he was and digging and, and flipping, digging. And he heard screaming coming from the Gibson greenhouse. And then when he walked in, it was Michelle and she was holding Waverly. And she was saying, he should be here. He should be here. Where's Julian? And then she told she told Bobo, please save the baby, save Waverly. And then Bobo like, here's Waverly's name. Because remember from the, um, the vision quest, yeah. when Wynonna said, your angel, uh-huh. her name is Waverly. Uh-huh. So this would be, so now this is the first time he's ever seeing Waverly. And that's why he was like, oh my God, I got to save this baby. Because that's his angel, right? Okay. Because the second she says his name, she says, save the baby, save Waverly. Right. And I could, I was like, I know that I should be connecting this with something, but I'm not. And okay. he, um, he tells Waverly that he knew when he saw her, heard her name, that she was different. And then Michelle passed out from a loss of blood. So Bobo took Waverly to Ward, who was drunk at the bar. And he yells at Bobo and he says, get that thing away from me. It's not mine and holds Peacemaker up to him. And Bobo grabs Peacemaker and points it back at Ward, even though it's burning his hand. Mm-hmm. And he says, you'll take this baby and you'll care for it. And if I find out you hurt this angel, I will, I will come for you and I will kill you. Mm-hmm. And Waverly's like, okay, great. You're my hero. Um, at least you like to call yourself one. And then she says, where's my dad? Because it's sus that, you know, you were the last one to see him, basically. Like, you were there the last time he was seen. Um, and Bobo says he's missing for some. And then Waverly's like, you know, what's going on? Is he here? Is he in the triangle? Is he alive? And then Bobo's like, story time's over. I'll tell you more when I'm up top. And then she's like, fuck you. I'm done with your games. And she closes the door, the lid and moves. Good for mm-hmm. you. And then we're at the office again. So we're at BBD and um, Winona is pissed and she's walking in the hall. She's walking down the hall and, and Doc's kind of running after her like, welcome, you know, Winona, Winona. And, and um, he's trying to tell her something. And she says something about like, well, what are you going to tell me about? You had a three away with Amelia Earhart and Laura Ingalls. <clears throat> and they find themselves underneath a mistletoe. And Doc says that it's bad luck not to kiss while standing underneath it. And Winona says, well, are you waiting for one or offering? And he says that the offer is always there. And Winona tells him to go kiss his wife. And he says um, that he hasn't been with her in, in over a century. Lies. Why didn't he just say like, I mean, obviously they've got other things going on, but anyway, so she questions then why his knife was there and, and um, he kind of like shakes his head and, and she says that it's not my jam to be the other woman. And he says that she isn't the other woman. You're another woman. (laughs) And um, he says that, you know, she was his wife and now Winona is somebody that he shared something greater with, you know, like they had a baby together and Winona was then all of a sudden goes in for the smooch. And, um, (laughs) and uh, she kind of backs off and Doc says um, that, he's I think he's super brave when he says this because he says um it's not it's not time to be scared it's time to be honest and for 
um, Winona just to say that she loves him. And then she goes quiet and uh, like, it's super awkward. And then she just says, well, it's time to get back to work. And then doc stands there alone. But I was like, that was brave of doc to say that. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, you could admit yeah. you love me. And it's like, just, yeah. just say it, just say it. Just freaking say it. Freaking and she's, say it. She got so much baggage. She got so much baggage. So I someone know who about, came to town with no baggage. Know. Right. <gasps> oh my, you're so witty. Mm-hmm. I just can't even. Can't no, for even. real. <laughs> I don't even think of this. I'm saying she has got so much baggage, but she didn't have any baggage. That was all. <laughs> Someday she'll she travel didn't light. have a place to put her underwear. And yet she had underwear. <laughs> A lot of bras, no underwear. All right. Then we're at Nedley's office. And Nedley's talking to Nicole about how he just froze. He panicked. And they're having this, like, serious heart-to-heart. And the whole time, Nicole's wearing that fucking elf costume. Right? (laughs) The poor thing. Right? I'm like, could you at least take the ears off? Take the hat off, for crying out loud. (laughs) And she's like, you know come on you've been in this office all day you need to get your shit together and get out there and start looking we should have a whole team looking and Natalie's like what's the point to find the kid and bring him back to purgatory where bad things happen and then he's like the other day I just saw Lonnie get his head bit off and then I went and binged on pretty little liars like nothing ever happened um and then she's like he's like you know something's changed and I just I can't snap out of it and Nicole says you have to you're the sheriff Right. And then all of a sudden we're in the woods. Hot's like not in her ears anymore. And she's in the woods and there's a search party going on and everyone is yelling, Tim, Tim, you know, whatever. And then um, Hot sees the blood in the snow and she goes over there and she bends down and she's taking pictures or whatever. And then she notices this like flower that's normally probably like in a jungle or something. I don't know. It was really... um, unique looking and um charlie sees her over there and comes over and just kind of like stands behind there not behind her not saying anything um and then the next scene we're back at the fun zone and um they're strapping <laughs> in some dude chair, which i've named it like different things each time because it's just so horrible um so this time it's fun zone so they're strapping some guy into a chair and um with this like horrible medieval equipment and they shove all I can think it looks like a little brain. It looks like a mini brain. What is it? I don't know. I to this day don't know what it is. Maybe I'll find oh, you out don't. in these closer watches, but I still don't know what it is. And I haven't gone back <sighs> and watched season four yet, but I don't know what it is. I just keep calling it a gonad. That's why this drink oh. was called Bullshars Balls. Stop. It would look like a ball. That's what they look like. I just think it looks like a testicle. It's gross. Oh, God. That is the whole. Okay. And then I'm racking my brain. I know that we've seen. I know that we've seen one shoved in someone else's mouth. When? Mm-hmm. Where? What? What was it? It was the last episode? I think it was the. There, it was. Yeah, I think it was the vampire guy. That last vampire guy that was hiding under a sheet. And then they they gave him when when the team got him, they like get, left him out for full bull, ugh, for Bolshar. 
And I think he he gave him one because I remember oh, talking about it being Rocky Mountain oysters. Ew, this is I think he's the one who got one. Oh God. Um. So they put they put this little what oh so gross little brain in their mouth and this guy's strapped this is like the whole i was sweating through this he's strapped down so he can't stop them and they put it in his mouth and then they put some like horrible metal contraption over it's like a beer bong Mm -hmm. and um they put like this green slime down it and made him swallow it but then in the Oh, so gross. And then, but in the background, Robin is the biggest sweetheart and covers Tim's eyes. And I love Robin so much. <laughs> yeah, I have no clue what was happening. I don't know what the green liquid is. I don't it, know. Why it, does it have to it be was, thick? It was horrific. And then it's the like metal. that stuff went from Nickelodeon. What was that show yes, we used to watch? Mm-hmm. What was it called? I loved that show. I wanted that to go so on it great. so bad with my family. Um, but then they put the metal, like the oh, so gross. Yeah, <sighs> looked very unpleasant. To put it like one star would not recommend <laughs> that dentist office to a friend. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Back at the sheriff's office and. Jeremy's again excited because he thinks Robin is alive because the <laughs> vampires cannot kill the first family. So he's like, yay, he's probably just still kidnapped. Um, and the team is trying to figure out where Bolshar is. And we find out that the flower doesn't grow naturally in purgatory, but it's one that factories plant around them to disguise bad smells. And Winona guesses, oh, you mean like a butcher shop? And it turns out the blood is from uh, the blood that was from the forest was pig's blood. And Winona mm-hmm. is so proud of herself. And she's like, I saw Carrie. I know what's up. And she goes to hot for a high five. And hot's just like, not now. Yes. I laughed out loud at that part. I thought it was so funny. <laughs> she's like so excited. And hot's like, oh, whatever. Um, and it gets real awkward because Winona says that they should split up to search, but Doc's like, but it's dangerous. Like, we should go together. And Hot is just looking back and forth at them, confused, like, what is going on as they debate this? And then they all end up going separately. And then we're back at the trampoline park and <laughs> Bullshar. <laughs> I have it down as Bullshar's bat cave. Oh come on! <laughs> and Bolshar approaches Tim in the in the cage, and he goes on about some bullshit about this great great grandfather. Some Tim bullshit. Like, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> and Tim's like, you know, fuck off, dude. I'm 12, so I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. And um, he's just really super scary and t- and talking. And Tim is like just sitting there shitting his pants. And then um, they open the cage and Robin's like, no, I'm next. It's me. I, um, it's, it's, it's my time. I volunteer's I, tribute. Oh my God. I was just trying to think of that fucking line. I volunteer's tribute. Ow, ow. And um, he's doing that to save Tim. And Bolshar puts him in this chair and, and um, he's like consoling Tim the whole time. It's like, it's going to be all right. Um, you know. No, like it's it's gonna be fine and i fall in love with robin yet again gosh you and these men <sighs> then winona's at her truck 
and she's just getting back into i almost called her truck peacemaker i think the banana liqueur is kicking in (laughs) charlie shows up just as she's getting back in her truck and she's a little bit suspicious of him and she pulls peacemaker on him and she's like how'd you know he's here he tells her that jeremy texted him the address and um He's like, uh, come on, don't you think you'd know if I was supernatural by now? And she's like, who said anything about supernatural? Yeah. Who said Which, anything about How is he guessing stuff before, like, Hot ever did? Like, and then um, he goes on to say, come on, a killer branch, a guy named Bullshart, not exactly one that's in the baby books. Um, and then he steps out of the truck so that she can, like, size him up with Peacemaker. And he checks out fine. It doesn't glow. And then he says, he's just a man standing in front of a marshal asking her to let him help rescue a bunch of people, which is funny because it's like love actually. Just a boy. I've never seen that. I've seen it, but I'm not in love with it like so many other people are. I know people love oh. it as like their go-to Christmas movie. Oh, it's a Christmas movie? Uh, yeah, I guess it's a big deal. Oh, okay. So, I don't know. Is that my jam? Anyway, then she asks him if he brought a big axe. And he's like, yeah, I also have a big hose, which I thought was funny and cute and flirty because he's like matching her. I like it because like he has witty innuendos just like she does. Like he gives it back the way like he matches her wit wise. Fucking devil. (laughs) Who cares? (laughs) Next question was, do you ship them? No. You don't what? ship them? Charlie and Winona, I have no desire. I hate him. Oh there, there's, I don't hate him. It's a strong word. I'm sorry. I, I know you saying. don't like to say hate because you think <sighs> people are going to hate on you for saying hate. Are you going to try to do a ship name? Oh, okay, Charlie and Winona. Why? Wiley. You got it! <gasps> for real? Yeah, I did? Yeah, you said it? Yeah, you got it. No! You got it. <laughs> I no, could, I could see it coming on your face. You were like, "That was a really bad." What she said. Are you frozen for real? Or are you just freezing your face? You're just freezing your face. I, <laughs> I keep thinking. I am so excited. <laughs> I am so. You're excited. getting the hang of this. What, what? What was it again? You just said it. Wait, no, I forgot it. Wiley. Wiley! Mm-hmm. And then so suddenly they go down, they put this hose down like some sort of sh- shoot, or I don't know what the fuck it is, but it's some sort of shoot. And they go down the hose. And they're like going through the um, Fonset Boulevard and they're like um, shooting all the guys. And they're... Um, he and Charlie is like axing the chopping the. I'm just so excited that I got that shit made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's going down one aisle and she's shooting people. He's going down the other aisle. He's axing people and he's axing people. But this is where okay, this is what I thought was really interesting. He says, um, 
it's all very easy too. Like they're just in there just saving everybody. Like no big whoop. Here's everybody. And they all just get out of their cages. Like "Mm -hmm, here we are out of our cages. Ha ha ha. Nobody's screaming bloody murder or anything like that. And um, she says, thank you for your help. And he says, no problem. It's what I do. He's a firefighter. (gasps) Mm -hmm. Is he? Because all of a sudden I thought to myself, or is he an angel? Is he? I still hate him. <laughs> why would you hate? I don't know why you hate him. It's because Doc. And no, her I are don't. Ha- trouble. Oh my god! No, oh, I shouldn't say hate. I don't trust him. Like he's out of nowhere. He just mm-hmm. shows up out of the blue. He sells trees. I mean, Robin then- just showed up out of the blue, and you trust him? Well, because he's adorable. I don't I like Charlie. He's cute. <laughs> Charlie's not cute. Neither. He's super cute. He is? I think he's adorbs. No. You missed all but, the funny stuff because you're all suspect of him. She's like, Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. And he's like, who are you even talking to? And she's like, I'm not sure. Because <laughs> she's oh, all I mean. on whatever, like, <laughs> tirades where she just, like, talks to herself, shooting shit. <laughs> Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so anyway so then um they get tim they pull him out of the cage and um ask him where the big guy is and he says that bullshar got out and they look over and robin is sitting there in the chair with green goop on his face which means that he got the little brain in his mouth and the green goop is on his face i don't know what does the green treatment do to you it can't it's not a facial what is it no it has something to do with the little brain thing that they're putting in his mouth i don't know but it's so sad because he has it which can't be good it doesn't look like it's gonna be good i just want to interrupt here and say that drisa did I say it yeah. right? It sounds like a tree. Yeah. She's been listening to us while she does a couch to 5K. So she's listening to us while she's running. And I just want to say, Teresa, if you're listening to us right now, now is the time to run. You should totally run. Run, run. now. Yeah. Run as fast. It's run like run. beekeepers are after you. One minute. Just start with one minute. Like, should we set a timer? Go, Teresa. Go. Go, Teresa. Go. Go. Teresa, go. You got this, girl. You, you got to do that 5K. You're going to pound the pavement with your feet. Make it your bitch. Go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is that motivational or was that scary? Isn't that the same thing? Yeah, pretty much. And they were at the sheriff's office. <laughs> and oh, and yeah, Bolshar got away. Like they're all going through all that stuff and he's gone. Daddy gone. Yeah, he's like, gone. He's not even there anymore. No. Yeah. We're at the sheriff's office and they're reuniting, reuniting the boy with his family. And Hot just looks like so proud and pleased with Winona. She's just like got this like beaming with joy look on her face. And then Winona makes a great joke where she's like, looks like Santa came early this year. For once, Miss Claus wasn't like, what about me? And then Charlie says that. I just got it. When you. (laughs) I am such an idiot and in my notes too i'm like i don't know what that means <laughs> and charlie's like it's not might not be the right vibe and then she says you're right a premature ejoculation on my part <laughs> I was like, somehow this must all fit together. Somehow this is supposed to be funny, but I'm just not catching the 
funny in this situation. <laughs> really? That's funny. It's hilarious. <laughs> Congratulations. You just got it. And then Robin <laughs> sees Jeremy and he runs toward him and they're reunited in a hug. And Robin notices that he shaved his stash and Jeremy's like, yeah, I thought maybe you didn't like it. Um, you should take this part because I'm sure you loved it. Like they just are talking and Jeremy Jeremy cl- clarifies that like, um, you know, he was kidnapped and and. And Charlie said, oh, yeah, yeah, I was kidnapped, whatever. And Jeremy's like, I just want to clarify that if you weren't kidnapped, you wouldn't have ghosted me, right? And Robin stops him and he's like, "Um, I'm just going to try something. And then he kisses him, which was adorable. But what was your first thought? Did he brush his teeth? He had green slime in his mouth, dude. You have a little brain in there. You've been in a cage for how long? (laughs) And you're going to go in for a first kiss? And did you brush your goddamn teeth? No, you didn't. I would never have in one million years done that. I'd have kissed his forehead. I'd have kissed his cheek. I'd kiss his hand. I would never have kissed his mouth with a I just had green goop in my mouth. We're on the same page there. I thought for sure you were going to think it was cuter, though, because I, I know you like them already. Oh, I was all over the cuteness, but it invaded my head immediately. But you you just kept seeing the pistachio pudding that was on his cheek earlier. If it was pistachio pudding, I wouldn't oh, have mind. God, you know they're not serving pistachio pudding there. Exactly. It's it got to be pistachio. something terrible. <laughs> uh, and then... So, yeah, so then he kisses him and he asks him if he wants to have dinner at his place for Christmas. And Jeremy says he can't. He has plans with his family. And he looks over at Winona, who's now his family. (laughs) And so instead they make a date for Boxing Day. And then there's this cute teamwork buddy moment with Charlie and Winona, which you probably didn't think was cute because you think he's sus. Um and then she's like, yeah, you're on the team, but only if you don't rat me out. And he's like, for what? She's like, for this. And then she steals the can of cranberry sauce from the donation basket. <laughs> and then we're in Nedley's office. And Nedley is awkwardly standing in the corner, like real strange. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is when we find out that he's not human. And he's going to turn into some crazy ass, like, well, kangaroo demon thing. Kangaroo I don't know. What fuck, but, um, so he is apologizing for being like horrible at his job and that, you know, it won't happen again and hot's there. And she's like, no, no, like trying to console him and everything. And he then throws the Santa hat at hot and she gets like all giddy excited because she thinks that she's going to be Santa next year. And he's like, not quite. I'm retiring. This isn't the last we're going to see of Natalie, right? (gasps) It is? I, I'm not saying anything. Oh, no. Is he going to die? Is he still alive? In real life? In real life? The real actor? Greg is yeah. fine. Greg Lawson is fine. He still has his Christmas tree up. He keeps it up year round. That's disturbing. I know. Um, but doesn't that sweet moment in the sheriff's office where Winona was telling him to get in the game or find someone who will speech like all make sense now? The way he was yeah, looking at and he hot. looks at and he looks at her and all of that. Yeah, like yeah. I totally get it. Like yeah, that's why he. That's why that that scene was so 
adorable, but, and I figured at some point he would hand off like his duties to hot, his duties, <laughs> hot. but, um, I didn't think it was going to be now. Like I, I didn't see all that happening. Can I tell point. you that it's been one of the hardest things to not slip up about is to call her sheriff hot. Really? Mm-hmm. And then my thought came immediately was that don't sheriffs need to be voted in? <laughs> I don't. That comes in later. Oh, it does. Yeah. Next episode. Oh, there's a vote. <laughs> Stuff happens <laughs> in the next episode. Okay. Well, that <laughs> makes me feel better because I'm like, I know that I've voted for sheriffs before. I've never even thought of that, but okay, you don't have to wait long. Okay. Then we're back at the homestead. Mama's plopping out that cranberry tube on a plate with glee. What do you use fresh cranberry sauce or that kind of cranberry sauce? Oh, cranberry sauce. What would I do? Not have cranberry sauce. You don't do any cranberry sauce? Mm-mm. It's about the time I took that bougie cooking class with a bunch of old ladies. I learned a really good cranberry sauce recipe. Do you eat cranberry sauce? Only on Thanksgiving. Oh, I've never attempted to. Well, I make more of a cranberry compote. It's a little boozy, a little orange zesty. It's really good. Mm. Is it kind of like the stuff that you get at Ikea with the meatballs? (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. Okay, but I think that's a lingonberry sauce. Oh yes, because right. I think that's their Scandinavian equivalent. Thing. Yeah, because like all the juice boxes and stuff, all the red stuff at IKEA is lingonberry. Oh, the juice boxes. Yeah. Anyway, gosh, how does this happen to us? Uh, so anyway, she's getting her cranberry sauce, and we have Jeremy and Mama and Winona, Doc, Waverly, and Nicole. They're all at the table. And there's some awkward exchange with Doc and Winona where he asks if everything was okay because she didn't call him for help. And he's like, she's like, yeah, yeah, no, Charlie was there. And he's like, oh, okay, that's how it's going to be then, huh? And then Waverly breaks the tension being all giddy about everyone being together for Christmas. And Winona says, well, most of us. And then they look to the empty chair for a fallen comrade. Hmm. What a statement an empty chair can make. That's true. And they think of dolls and they make a toast to fallen comrades to the brave. And then Waverly says to Sheriff Nicole Hot. <laughs> Jeremy toasts to not getting ghosted. Winona toasts to the reappearance of Jeremy's upper lip. And then Doc excuses himself. And um, Waverly's like, Winona, you, sh- you know, you should go after him. And then Mama thanks Nicole for making Waverly so happy. And Nicole says, I always knew she was an angel. And um, Waverly thinks that maybe she should have made Bobo tell her where her dad was. Waverly is like, I, I should have just shot him in the kneecaps. And Mama's like, no, you're focused on what's important. What's what's important is what's here, what's around this table. You made this your family. And mm-hmm. she's just so proud of what they've created as sisters together, this found family. And then she goes and she gets the menstrual angel and she says, this family ain't perfect. And that's what's so great about it. And then she puts the tampon angel on the tree. (laughs) 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 And then we see Mama and Winona washing dishes. And Mama's like, you know, you should really go after your man. 
And um, Winona says that her baby daddy is married to a vampire. <laughs> Mama says, well, that's a Harlequin I would read. Uh, <laughs> did too, did your mom read Harlequin romances? Mm-mm. Oh, my no. mom totally did. Did you just flip through to find the steamy parts? I remember like, yeah, I would just skip to the smut. Just skip to the steamy stuff. <laughs> and um Winona says that she doesn't think she deserves Doc, which is an interesting perspective. Yeah. Okay, I don't know that we've heard her say that before. And Mama says not to settle like she did. And um Winona's like, you know, we can go help you find Julian if you want. And um she excuses herself and before she goes, she says, Love you, Mama. It's just so sweet because we see like all these family moments that they haven't had. Did you think that Mama had like a weird look on her face after she's like, "I love you too" or whatever, and she, and Mama turned back around to, to do the dishes and she had like this weird look on her face, like concerning look or I didn't know. I don't know it was just different. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so then I'm thinking at the end of that scene that Winona is going to go get Doc. But no, she doesn't. She ends up at the fucking tree farm or tree lot. And Charlie's like stringing up the, or putting away, or I don't know what he's doing. He's putting away maybe the lights that are on the old timey fire truck. And um, she talks about how awful, awful that whole situation was. And um, he, she just kind of thought that he'd be more freaked out. And he says that the town has a bit of a reputation. Um, Besides, they they save the people. So like no big whoop. And Winona's like, well, there's going to be more. And besides, uh, what is she going to do? Just lay down and scream while she waits unless someone is making her. (laughs) (laughs) And then Charlie likes the way that she can shift from one inappropriate vibe to the next. And it's, you know, really something like talent. And um, he asks if this is her flirting. And she says, yeah. And he asks if um, why was it a bad break? up and she says that um plus she has massive trust issues too and then she goes in for the kiss and um she mentions that she can't do strings is that okay and he's like well let's find out and they do the nasty in the old timey truck and the light goes on for some reason (laughs) woo woo and then we see mama and she's at the well Yes, And she says, Bobo, you should not have told Waverly those things. But she it turns out, yeah, she's a, she's a badass bitch. She is a badass. I don't know what to make of her. And then she really? brought him some dinner. No, I, I know what to make of her. I know the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, she turns out she brought him some dinner and some tinfoil. And then she offers him a rope if he tells her where Julian is. And she drops the rope down to Bobo. Fucking Christ. Well, she, that makes her even more of a badass because she's like, I don't fucking care. I don't care what this dude is. Like, I just want to know where this Julian is. We just slayed a demon. Bring it. What are you going to do, right. Bobo? What are you going to do? Um, so then they pan back to the well and it's empty. This part had me screaming so we're back with um kate and doc and kate no we're not we're in waverly's bedroom we're in waverly's bedroom that's right we're at the homestead in the bedroom i um personally have issues with this 
um, Waverly's dressed like Mrs. Claus or some elf or something like that. And she wants to celebrate the big news. Mm-hmm. And she does this like dance and song thing. And it's really awkward. And um, like, I honestly don't know what I would do if somebody was in front of me doing this. So it's funny you say that because, um, so yeah, so we have this sexy little number going on and Hot's like groaning about too much tryptophan. And uh, she starts doing this sexy dance. And I like this scene, not only for its hotness, but because of the way Dom chose to play it, which you wouldn't know because you haven't been privy to the stories. Oh, but okay. Dom has go- gone on to talk like in numerous panels and interviews that she didn't want to portray this in like a perfect way. She didn't want to give women this Hollywood romanticized ideal that you can pull off some slinky, perfect. Thank you. Number for your intimate partner, because so often it doesn't turn out that way. Like it does in the movies. <sighs> right. And that's, um, and so that's why she played it the way she did, where she kind of like is awkward and insecure and she laughs and says, oh, my God, you hate it. Because uh, that's what actually happened when they were filming it. Like they were going through all this stuff and like that's her being like, oh, my God, you hate it. And and Kat is just playing it like she's playing oh, into really? it. Like, no, I love uh-huh. it. I love you. Like, go ahead. Keep going. Um, because she didn't want and I'm probably not doing it as much justice as the way she explains it, but like she didn't uh-huh. want people to think that like, this is the, this is exactly how it's supposed to go down. If this is something you want to do. Okay. You know, cause we've seen it a million times before in movies where it's like this hot erotic thing. And it's like yeah. in real life, if you were to try that, it would be like, it would this, never have gone down like that. It would never have gone down like that. And I've been on the receiving end of a situation like that. And it did it did it wasn't like that but it didn't it didn't go well it didn't go well at all why don't i know about this i'm sure i told you this give me a clue i'm i mean i went along with it but in my head it was not playing out i think the way it was Was supposed to play out it was oh my you would know if it was you (laughs) no no her name rhymes with macy (laughs) What? It would just be you. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but kudos to her for trying. Um, there was there was crawling like a cat and meowing involved, and it was just not my jam. Oh my god! What? 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 I'll tell you a different time. Who's? <laughs> I mean, I think I was convincing in the end that it was fine i would never know what to do in that situation but for future reference it's just not necessary it's just it's not not it's not necessary and i guess that's why when i was watching this that scene i was like oh i don't understand like this i mean I don't know. I was just confused about the whole thing. And uh, Graham said it was cute. Dom's cute, you know, like whatever. Winona or um, Waverly's a cutie patootie and, and all of that stuff. But I'm like, give it a fucking break, you know, like, really? You could just say congratulations. <laughs> You're a hug or I don't think Hot was complaining at all. <laughs> no, she wasn't complaining. She was going along with it. Like, she thought it was nice or whatever. But I mean, I would be like, okay. 
<laughs> I think it puts both people in a really awkward situation. Like it yeah. puts the performer in a situation where you're like, oh my God, I hope this is like successful. And it puts the receiver on the end of like, oh, okay, where's this going? Like, right. what's, what's coming next? Like, yeah. You know how it is, you know what? Okay, this is a, maybe the worst analogy ever, ever, but you know when your kids were younger and they wanted you to watch a play that they did and you were like, oh, when does this end? <laughs> what is happening? There's no rhyme or reason to this play. There's no, like, <laughs> there's no nothing when does this end like that's what i would be thinking if somebody was standing in front of me doing that you're just like okay can we just have the sex now can Can we we just just have the sex now (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much that was really wonderful can we just get on with that so anyway so then it morphs into so we go from that scene where it's where it's waverly singing to the singer songwriter adeline singing uh her actual take of the song um and then we see the empty well and bobo is not there anymore and then we're at kate and doc i did notice that it was the same song thank you very much there's a that- really good story about that song in the surper <laughs> 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 i have to check it out <laughs> i heard good things about that podcast well okay so then they were there <laughs> and kate's all shook up because somebody she said that somebody was Trying to attack her. The beekeepers. The beekeepers came for her. Those are his guys with the hoods and the goggles. Okay. They're called the beekeepers. So, and Doc is consoling her and explains that he's going to protect her. And she says that um, she needs him. She's like, Doc, I need you. And he's like, say that again. Like, that's all he wants is somebody to say that. need him. They need him. Yeah. And she, and so he gets all like Google over it and he says that he's going to do anything in his power to help. And then he questions if, if she questions if he will do anything and she looks at her, his neck and she says, there's um, only one thing that can cure this affliction. And um, there's a cost of being a savior. And this whole time, I'm literally, I can't even talk about it because this whole time I'm like, this is not going to fucking happen. This is not going to fucking happen. And then Doc um, wants to just like, he, I think that all he's thinking about is being immortal again. Like, I think that's pretty much all he's thinking about. He's not thinking about like what's going to happen. He's obviously never seen Twilight. Like he has to feed off of, people with blood <laughs> which is everybody <laughs> 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 he has to feed off of like people and he has to like he can't just be around his friends anymore and so kate even says like no these are your people you belong with them and um doc says that you know they need to stop pretending and that that is this isn't the reason why that she came for him and he go he like moves his his um shirt and everything and she comes at him and she says that uh he might feel a little prick and then he says something like merry christmas to me you can just see the back of her head and he she's obviously at his neck and he says um, merry christmas to me and then his light his eyes fucking light up his eyes fucking light up and then i screamed and i had to turn off the television because episode seven was coming on were you mad I was really pissed. 
Did you see that coming? No, I did not see that coming in one fucking million years. I did not see that coming. And it makes me pissed because now he's ruined everything between him and Winona. And they have a baby together. And now what? He can't ever see the baby. Like what? What's Shit's going happen? down, Casey. Shit's going down. <laughs> no more fun and games. What? I, I seriously, I, I was pissed. Were you? When you first saw it? Did yeah. you see it coming? No. I don't think there's ever any sign. Like, I think that. I mean, I once she shows Kate up, you're kind of like. Mm. Yeah, right. Like Kate flirted with the idea of that happening or whatever, but it actually happening there was no way i thought there was no way like doc is not gonna turn his back on his family now and now what now he has to only be by kate like what that's not how it's supposed to do it's not supposed to go that way it's supposed to be doc and winona doc nona no seems like some writers have different plans what's the what's the doc and winona ship what it's what? Windock? Oh, Dolls Nona? No. No, Doc and Winona. Don't they have a ship name? Yeah, Windock. It is? Uh-huh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> you don't like it? No. But... You want to hear some voicemails? Fuck yeah. All right, we got a voicemail. This first one is from Katie, who you saw tonight on the Insta. Oh, she's, she's one of so our newest sweet. listeners. Mm-hmm. She's a little late to the party, but better late than never. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if we're going to blame anyone for this tardiness, it's Pearl's fault uh, for not bringing her on board sooner. But so here's Katie's message. And I don't know what episode she's on. She's she's in the lower number. She's just getting started. Hello, uh, this is Microbes on Twitter. So I am the one that you guys actually sent the stickers to for my cart in the garage for all my knife making stuff. So thank you very much for that. Um, first off, obviously, I love the podcast, but I am here to tell you specifically that I love your voices because your accents remind me of my family who I don't get to see very often because I have lived in Texas for 30 years. My mom's entire family is up north. Um, so I don't get to see my cousins very often, but I'm really close to them. Um, and so Casey specifically, my best friend cousin, like the one I've always been closest to, you guys have the same exact voice, like so much so that I sent her an episode of the podcast and said, just, just listen to any 15 seconds of this person talking. And she was like, oh my God, you're right. They have my voice. Freaked her the hell out, which was very funny. Um, but specifically your laugh, it's identical and I freaking love it. So thank you for being so delightful and thank you for the podcast. And I look forward to many more episodes. Oh, that's so sweet. Isn't she, and she called us wholesome. I think, I think Pearl called us wholesome. Oh, that's right. Pearl called us wholesome. And um, then Kate said that Pearl calls everybody wholesome. So never mind. <laughs> Uh, but then Katie left us a message today also. Oh. It's kind of funny. Hey, guys. Um, it's Katie again. I know I already left a message earlier this week. Um, but, oh, um, I don't know if you can hear that, but uh, I currently am living with my parents, and my dad has decided to start practicing his trombone for the first <laughs> time in perhaps eight years, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> Like, he literally just started, like, right 
right now in this moment. That's perfect <laughs> timing, Dad. Anyway, um, I just wanted to say, first of all, thank you for saying that I am adorable while scooping dog poop because that's not at all what I was going for. And that was just like a real mood booster. Um, but also, I am currently listening to the um, season one finale live reaction by Casey. And it is among the funniest things I have ever heard in my entire life. It, your laugh is hysterical. And I, it's, I was telling Anne on Twitter the other day, it's like secondhand serotonin for me. This has been a weird, kind of crummy couple of months uh, for me personally. And this is just like, could not have come at a better time. This podcast or couldn't have been recommended to me at a better time by Pearl. Thanks pal. Um, so I just want to say thank you so much for this. Um, and like, once you get fully caught up, please uh, find another show to review because I need this um, for the rest of my life. Okay, thanks. Bye. Oh, she's so sweet. <laughs> okay, was that? Oh, God. Okay, bye. Um, so then we also have a voicemail from True's mom. Stop it. We call her Mama True. Sometimes we just call her Mama. And <laughs> um, after the con this weekend, a bunch of us did a Zoom chat. And Mama True came on the Zoom and joined us. And it was one of the Are most delightful things oh. ever. She was just like one of the gals. Oh, you're red minting out. It was the cutest thing, um, but she wanted to to leave a voicemail. Hey, Anna and Casey, True and Mama True here. We wanted to <laughs> drop a voicemail to say hi. Um, FYI, my last voicemail was recorded sitting on my front door porch, I guess you can say. It's a little cement stair. And uh, the birds apparently just wanted to say hi, too. So it was a really nice day. Um we went back like you asked and listened to your season one, episode 10 reaction minisode emergency me meeting from Casey. And uh, so it starts off. <laughs> there's mom. You can say hi. hi. <laughs> She's just laughing. Hi. That's I think that's the only thing that she can do is laugh because she enjoys. <laughs> I don't want to speak for you, mom, but you just enjoy it so much. I enjoy you guys. This podcast I guess. yes <laughs> you've got her laughing so hard so i enjoy every one of them they brighten my day and missy sends them to me and i'm like oh my gosh i'm either gonna take a hot bath or lay out in bed or sit on the porch and listen to it because it just makes me so happy to hear you <laughs> well there's a lot of peeing your pants stories casey <laughs> So at least two now, and <sighs> and we thank you for uh, peppering your your podcasts with us because I think I had to pull over and my mom was almost choking. Well, I didn't I pull was over. Choking, choking from I laughing was choking so hard on, on my own spit from laughing so hard about you peeing your pants. It was just <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> my favorite part. 50% of my favorite part of watching you, of listening to you guys' podcast is going off on tantrums of different things that's not about Winona at all. It's about your own personal lives and things that you guys have done. 
together or apart or with your kids or anything. And it's just hilarious. And I enjoy it immensely. So there you go. Ann and Casey, you've got my mama. Who is an Erper, by the way? Yes. She's wearing her Winona Earp t-shirt I'm today. I'm wearing my Redmond. Well, we need to get her a Redmond's t-shirt. <laughs> it's a red Winona Earp t-shirt yeah. right now. But yeah, we'll do that. Um, this is getting pretty long, but uh, yeah, we just wanted to say hi. So say hi, Mama. Hi, Mama. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you guys see in the chats and on the Twitters. Bye. Hi. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were gonna cry. <laughs> Is she the sweetest thing or what? <laughs> I know she's gonna make me miss my mom. <laughs> oh God, she's like everybody's mom. It's so sweet. <laughs> oh no, Mama True, you make Casey cry. Oh, that was a nice. I really needed that. That was so sweet. Okay, can we be done now? Are we done now? Listen, true. We need true and Mama True. Um, true. Get us Mama True's uh, shirt size (laughs) and shirt color of choice, and uh, DM that to me, and uh, we're gonna get uh, Mama True a red mint shirt in the mail. Is that? Mamas, mamas deserve to be taken care of. Amen. That was really <laughs> nice. <laughs> if you would like to leave us a voicemail, um, or if your mama's a redman and wants to leave a voicemail that will make Casey cry. Luckily, can... I have toilet paper right here. <laughs> yeah, because you're in your bathroom. <laughs> if you would like to leave us a voicemail, <laughs> she's got the toilet paper. Oh, God, here we go. Here goes the foghorn. You can leave us a voicemail by going to whynot.com and you can find us on the Twitter at whynotp. Any last words, Case? Oh, no. That was really nice. <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> Way to make it awkward, Casey. (laughs) Way to make it weird, Casey. (laughs) Bye. Bye. What? You're frozen for a second. Am I? Hang on. Okay. This shit drives me crazy. (laughs) I see your booty. I see your booty. Okay. Clearly we're not frozen, so let's just keep going. But I had to go to the club to actually shave. I told you this. Um, I was gonna clog up the the thing, but I already told you that. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever, weirdo. Um, Do you know what time of the year it is? I forgot to tell you this. This might this isn't you you can cut this out, but it's um, Erpimus. No. Is it self-tanning time? It's self-tanning time. Uh, self-tanning time. I have a new glove and new tanner. <laughs> <laughs>
I can't wait to hear how many products you go through this year to get the perfect amount of orange on your skin. I know. I can't wait either.